Thank you, Miss Karen, and everybody serving us today. Amen. Here we go. Are y'all ready or not? Let's get in the Word. Come on. I am. Did I tell you I'm wore out? Man. I mean, I got to go back and look at that first message. I, I preached like I was a crazy person. So, and I've done that a time or two in my Are life. Are you whining? What's this message about? It's about winning or whining, sir. I think you sort of caught me. I'm not whining. I'm just talking. It just sounds like whining. Okay, here we go. Let's go to the message. Today is all I have. And I can be a winner today or I can be a whiner today. And life's hard. And stuff happens. But today's all I got. And I can talk about the stuff that's happened and the bad things and the struggles. If I'm not careful, that'll be my today. And if I get it tomorrow, it'll be my tomorrow. And before long, it'll be my life. That's not God's will for my life. It's not God's will for your life. God wants you to be a winner. Okay? A winner. Okay? What does that mean? Well, it has to do with attitude. It's all about attitude. And if, and if Satan, and that's who it is, the wicked one, the deceiver, if he can ever get us to where we focus on what's happening to us or what's happened to us and let that become our life so much it affects our attitude so deeply that we can't be we can't even see the sun anymore then he's 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 done his job and th- but that's not God's plan for your life God loves you he loves you if someone's hurt you somebody's abused you whatever's happened in your life God did not do that and God loves you. And I know that's hard. That's hard because we've been taught, well, why did God let this happen? We live on a fallen earth with fallen people, with sinners. And you and I are both those people. And bad things happen and evil things happen. That's why there's a place called hell. I don't understand all that. But I know that that's what God says. And there's a place called heaven. But here's the bad thing. We're all sinners and we're going to hell without Jesus. Did y'all hear me or not? I'm going to tell you guys, when you got Jesus, you didn't just get heaven you also got the ability to have a great attitude. Do you hear me or not? When you got Jesus, you got the overcomer. You got the conqueror. You know what I'm saying? You can do anything. And you can overcome anything. And I really believe that. And I know there's different levels of pain and hurt. But, guys, it's all about attitude. I'm trying to, you know, it sounds like I'm simplifying maybe some deep hurt. I'm not trying to do that. But I tell you what. If you can get your attitude going in the right direction, you can see a change in your life. You hear me or not, yes or no? So let's go that way. See what I can find today. It's all I have is today. That's it. And so I want to do the most I can with I don't know where he comes up with these pictures of these people. But anyway, I don't know if that guy's a winner or a lunatic. I mean, the guy looks like a nut to me. If that looks like a winner, I mean, I don't know. I might cover my face. I'm sorry. But here we go. Winning or whining? What do you have? Which attitude would describe you. Now, you're at church. Why don't you deal with some of that garbage today in your life? And be honest. Am I a whiner? I guarantee it, your family knows. Your friends, if you've got any left, they know. I'm going to tell you what. There's just something about having a winning attitude. A positive, powerful attitude is incredible. So let's talk about it. You're going to start it off, Rod. You are slow. You see, see why they take so long? It's you. 
Come on, here we go. Let's go over some great scripture that you should know. I would put it on a refrigerator. I would. I have it in my office. I have it up here and in here. And you ought to put it there. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, say it with me, think on these things. Do I do it all the time? No, I do not. I do not. And this, is, this really helps me to catch myself and to ground myself back where I need to be. That's the way I need to think. I need to think on the good. Okay? That's what I need to think. Paul goes on to say, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned, I've learned, I've learned in whatsoever state I am in. I've learned I can be content. I can do this. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry. Both to abound and to suffer need. One of the greatest verses you'll ever read in the Bible on attitude is this one right here. Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's all about attitude. That verse was written for your attitude. And my it wasn't written so you get you a new car or something, okay? It was written so you could take better care of you. I can, I can, I can go through this. I can. I said I'm gonna forget it, but I can get beyond this. I can make it. I matter to you. I have value. You're with me. I can do this. Help me. That's what I'm talking about. Attitude. You hear me or not? Y'all with me so far? This thing wears me out. I'm whining again. Attitude. What's the definition of attitude? It's an internal position or feeling with regard to something or someone else. It's something on the inside of us. And it really ain't up here. It's down here in our gut where it gnaws at us. And it's usually about something or somebody. And it's screwing me up if it's the bad attitude. Something I found interesting, when I look up the word attitude, it's very, I, I do this a lot. I look up words because I'm from the country and I need help. But uh, I've been doing it for years. But it's very rare that you look up a word and there's so many words to define it. It's just like one word, three words, four words, A, B, C, whatever. Give you a synonym, you're done. But not with attitude. Look at this. Look at just some. I picked some. Disposition. Feeling. I'm at it. Mood. Opinion. Sentiment. Temper. Here's one. Tone. Did you know... We can tell your attitude by your what? What? Let us cover that up. Perspective. Frame of mind. Do you think your attitude has something to do with your frame of mind? 
my what? My outlook, my view, my morale. Attitude, they say it this way. Attitude is what? It's everything, baby. Attitude's everything. And that's just proven true by just when I open up the dictionary. It's crazy. Here's what John Maxwell said. I don't quote a lot of folk, but I like this, what he had to say. I've used it for years. Attitude. It's the advanced man of our true self. What does that mean? Your attitude gets there before you ever showed up. Okay? Attitude's out front. You can make up, you can put makeup on, you can do your hair, dress up, put down. But that attitude's right out here. And people can see it, and it gets there before you do. You hear me or not? It's the advanced man of our true self. Its roots are inward, but its fruit is where? It might be in here, but it's coming out here. Telling you. It's our best friend or our worst enemy. I say that as a fact in my own personal life. A bad attitude, when I get it, when I start going south, it is my worst enemy. And because I have a big mouth, it usually comes out of my mouth. How many are like me? You got a big mouth just like I do. It's rough, ain't it? It's rough being us. Pray for us. Attitude is more honest and more consistent than our words. You can say what you want to, fancy it up, flyer it up, sorry it up, but it is what it is. If you got a stinking attitude, it's coming out. And it matters more than your words. It's our outlook so often based on past experiences. And I've had quite a past. And you know what? Satan can use that in my life. I've been down some roads. I've had some pain. And uh doesn't give me an excuse, though. Either I'm going to be a winner or I'm going to be a whiner. One or the other. Attitude, it draws people to us or it repels people from us. Nobody wants to hang out with somebody with a bad attitude. Why don't people like me? I ain't saying it's this reason, but I would check your attitude. I would, I would. I'd start right there. Okay? Might be that instead of you needing a new wardrobe. I might have saved you money. And it's never content until it's what? Expressed. Now, with me, it's the mouth. But other people express it different ways. A bad attitude can cause you to hurt yourself, hurt somebody else. can change you as a person altogether. A bad attitude. If you're not careful, that's why you better work on it when. Tomorrow or when? Today is all you have, man. It's the librarian of our past. It's the speaker of our present. And it's the what? It's the prophet of our future. You know, I just want Jesus. I talk to Jesus. Him give me a good future. You know what he's saying? you got a stinking attitude. Maybe that's your problem. You'd have a better future if you worked on your attitude. You hear me or not? But it's easier to send a preacher a check on TV. How about work on you? Amen? Come on. Let's go with the message. So, the difference between winners and whiners is 
the attitude they have. This is the way it is in sports as well. I tell you, it's the truth. It's the attitude they have. It's the way they respond to their what? They're both the same. Winner, whiner, have the same opportunity. You both have problems. And it's how you look at those problems and how you live out those problems and how you make it. Let's break it down. A winner. A winner. Winning attitude is what I'm talking about. Sees problems as challenges and opportunities that will take them to the next what? See that? See, a winner says, I've got a challenge. I've got a problem. I'm going to tell you right now, Lord, I'm going to get through this. You're going to teach me through this. I'm going to make it through this as hell freezes over. And I'm going to get on the other side. And I need you, and you're there for me, and I know I'm going to be better because of it. Because I wouldn't be having you help me right now if I didn't need you to. And so you're getting closer to me through this problem. But it's a challenge. It's an opportunity for me to be a better person, to be stronger. That's what a winner. That's how winners look at stuff. Whiners with a whining attitude see problems as threats. Threats. Which undermine their potential to be, to have, and to do more. We both got problems. We both struggle. But it's going to be how you look at what you've gone through that's going to get you to where you're going to be in life. Y'all hear me or not? Me personally, I'd rather not be in a ditch. How about that? Okay, crap happens. And some of you don't like me saying crap, but crap does happen. And that's usually what affects our attitude. And I want to be a winner when that stuff happens in my life. And so that's the message today. You might say, are you done? I ain't even started. No, we're getting close. Come on. It's a big intro, ain't it? Be sober. Be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, goes up as a roaring lion. He wants to devour you. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren in the world. One of the biggest problems I've had in my life, and I've I've seen it in people, is when you think... Your problem is unique. When you think you're the only one. Yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. Can we say on the count of three, we've all gone through stuff. One, two, three, we've. It doesn't mean your stuff you're going through doesn't matter. And we're not trying to speak like we don't have compassion. But guys, somebody's got to shake you. Satan wants to sift you like wheat. He wants to destroy you. But God loves you. And the way He's going to destroy you is through your attitude. You're not the only one. That's a ploy of the devil. Other people have gone through a whole lot. And they made it. And you can make it too. You hear me say, come on, man. So Satan wants to knock you off course. He'd love to knock you out. But if he can get you in your what? He'll be what? You are, you are zero effective, period, if you have a bad attitude. Yes or no? Amen. Period. I'm living for Jesus. You ain't living for him. Hush your mouth. You've got to work on it. And wherever you're at is where you're at. And today is the start. 
You can start today working on your attitude. I'm going to do better today. And Lord, if you'll give me it tomorrow, I'm going to work on it then. But right now I'm going to make this effort. Satan's called the wicked one, the serpent, the dragon, the devil, the accuser. He's called your adversary. And he didn't get all these names by Mickey Mousing around. And I wrote this message. That's my language. He's an adversary. He gets Gary through attitude. When I think about struggles, I think about pain, current, maybe even some past, I can feel myself coming from up here and going down here. Anybody else like that, like me? Dwelling on something? Yes or no? Yes or no? When God says forgive, He's doing you a favor. We need to forgive. He wants us to try to let things go. Yeah, but you don't understand. He's trying to help you. You're not God. He is. Be humble, man. And, and work on your attitude. This is huge. And I'm not giving this message because I've had a problem with anybody. I had somebody up this morning coming to me and say, were you preaching about me three weeks ago? <laughs> i got too much to do to be concerned with what you're doing, okay? I'm telling you right now. But this is what we all need. Everybody in this room could have a better attitude. And some of our attitudes suck. Excuse my language again. They're horrible. We need to work on it. Satan wants to derail your life. He wants to break my spirit. He wants me to be all messed up inside. How many raise their hands and say, I've been there before. Totally messed up inside. So do you have a winning or a whining attitude? Nobody's answering right now. <laughs> Let's go to the Bible. You've got to do it quick. This is hard. This is where I get tired, right here. The story of Nehemiah. It's not just a story. It's a man. It's a man. You're a man or you're a woman. You're here today. Listen. It's about you. I chose this guy right here because he had a great attitude. Okay, let's just check it out. Let's just check his life out. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hekeliah, and it came to pass in the month Chislu, in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan, the palace, Persia. He's in Persia. Okay, he is a Jewish captive. About 100 plus years, 150 years ago, Babylon took captive Jerusalem. And people were taken, their lives destroyed, the city burned. And people just scattered and were taken all over the place. Slaves. You've heard of people like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. People like this. Nehemiah came from this. But he had done pretty good. He got him a pretty good slave job. And he's the cupbearer to the king. Xerxes. You ever heard of him? You might not even know the Bible, but you know Xerxes because the Bible is true. This really happened. These are real people. And so he's there in that palace. And he sees some Jewish people that are coming. Hananiah, one of my brethren, came. He and certain men of Judah, back from Jerusalem. And he said, I asked them concerning the Jews. Those are my people. 
that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and ask them about Jerusalem. How's Jerusalem? I mean, this has been like 150 years since the Babylonian captivity. But they'd gone back and tried to rebuild the temple. I don't, I'm not a great scholar on all this. But they tried to rebuild the temple like maybe 70 years prior to this. But things were still shot. Walls broken down. And so he, but he's interested. He's fi- trying to find out what's going on. And they said, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province, say it with me, they are in what? Great affliction. And reproach. The wall of Jerusalem, it's broken down. The gates are burned with fire. Wow. That's not what he was wanting to hear, was it? It's usually us hearing something like that or thinking about something even in our own life that can send our attitude south. How much better it is to hear good news, right? I'm sorry, that's not real life. Bad news happens. It came to pass, Nehemiah says, when I heard those words, I sat down, say it with me, and I wept, keep going, and I mourned certain days, and I fasted, and I prayed to the God of heaven. Wow. Nehemiah, can you help us with our attitude? In this series, I've looked at Adam and Eve and Moses and David. We've looked at Ananias and Sapphira. We looked at Dorcas that most people never even heard of. Today, Nehemiah's our guy. Would you help us live in the now, sir? So here's what he said. He prayed, O Lord, I beseech you, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant, to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And prosper, I pray thee, thy servant, this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, the king. For I was the king's cupbearer. i got to speed through a lot of this because it's a book, okay, in the Bible. But the bottom line is, Nehemiah wants to do something about the problem. He wants to be a winner and not a whiner. Yes or no? He wants to go and fix a situation. Instead of like getting together in a group... Yeah, I heard that too. It's bad. Let's all cry tonight. Let's just keep crying. Next week we'll have another cry meeting. How about that? No, he wanted to do something about it. It broke his heart. It killed him. And he was faced with a big, big problem. But he wanted to deal with it. So he said, I want to go to the king. So Lord, help me. I'm going to go to the king and see if I can go do something about it. And I said unto the king, so he does, if it please the king... If the servant has found, if I found favor in your sight, would you send me to Judah? Would you send me back to Jerusalem, the city of my father's sepulchers, that I might build it? Fast forwarding. You know what the king did? Guess what? He said what? Yes. Did you know a good attitude might get you a yes in life? Hello, yes or no? And not only that, he got a letter of Asaph, the keepers of the king's forest. He said, I'd like that, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, which appertain to the house and for the wall of the city and for the house that I should enter into. Say that next part with me. And this was a wicked, ungodly king. Sit with me. And the king, what? Granted it to me. According to the good hand of what? 
my God that was what? Upon me. So what happened? We see what happened. We see the situation. We're talking about attitude today. We're in the Bible now. We're looking at Nehemiah. We see the problem. He asked a question. He didn't get the answer he wanted. It broke his heart. He was either going to be just totally dismayed or have to do something about it. So he chose to be a winner. He chose to do something about it. He prayed. He repented. He got right with God any way he could. He came up with a plan that the Lord helped him with. He presented that plan to the king. It was paid for by the king. You just never know what could happen if you started today with a better attitude. That's what he did. And so now, everything's good, right? It's all good. No, because you still have an enemy, the adversary, the devil. So they went there. They went to Jerusalem. They make that journey. They laughed at us. They despised us. They ridiculed us. Let's see the Scripture. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arabian heard it, say it with me, they laughed us to scorn. They despised us. What is this thing that you're doing? Will you rebel against the king? So they received opposition. And you're going to keep having that in life. I'm going to have opposition. I'm going to have struggles in my life. I still have to be on the winning side. I've got to have that attitude. It came to pass when Sanballat heard that we build, were building the wall. This is an enemy. He was wroth. He took great indignation. And he mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren, the army of Samaria, and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Is that their plan here? To, to erect all this ruin and crap everywhere? Will they even make an end? Will they do it all in a day? You know, why they, you know why they said that? Because they're so working so hard, they're working their tail off. They're working up from sun up to sundown. And they've got adversaries against them. Will they receive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? I just kept piling on them. This is a good guy to learn about attitude. Yes or no? Amen. How many would have stopped with a good attitude and beat the snot out of this joker? Now, Tobiah the Ammonite was by him. He's another enemy. He said, even which they build, if a fox go on it, he'll break down their wall. I mean, you're a pretty sorry builder if it can't even hold up a fox. Just being piled upon. And maybe that relates to you today. Maybe you're trying or, and you find that that good attitude of yours is just being combated. Maybe at home. I hate to say it by a loved one. You still have to have the good attitude. Got it? Because it's best for you. God wants this out of your life. Nehemiah, can you help us? We're trying to learn. It's pretty tough. God will prosper us. We are His servants. We will rise and build. You have no part. You have no right. You have no memorial. What does that mean? Well, look at the Scripture. So he hears all this ridicule from the enemies. Then answered I them. He said unto them, The God of heaven will prosper us. That's a good attitude. We are His servants. We will arise and build. But you have no portion. You have no right. You have no memorial in this place. When you have a good attitude, that don't mean you don't get to tell stuff. Amen or oh me. I mean, he, laid, he cut the corn. He laid it out straight. Did you know you matter enough? You matter enough to stand for truth. 
And that's part of attitude. Being sucked down in a hole of depression and being defeated into despair. That's not the will of God for your life. It's going to be tough. But sometimes you just have to stand for truth and you've got to call it the way it is. But you need to still watch it because that bad attitude can creep in there. It's surprising how quickly a winning attitude can turn things around. Look at verse number 6, chapter 4. Would you say it? So built we the wall. Now, wait a minute. These things were torn down about 150 years ago. And they went back to try to rebuild the temple, but even that wasn't, it seemed like that didn't take. It didn't hold something. So this is a long period of time that these places had laid in ruin. And it took one man on his face before God, willing to work with a great attitude, and they built the wall. Did you see that or not? Stop saying you don't understand. You don't know what I've gone through. I don't maybe understand. I don't know what you've gone through. But that's not going to get you where you need to go. You hear me or not? I feel like I'm driving you crazy. I'm going to keep doing it. So we joined together unto the half thereof. Say that last part with me. For the people had a what? To work. So we built the wall, the people had a mind away. It's amazing how a good attitude can affect people around you. You might find there's more people on your team or would be on your team with you if you had a better attitude. Yes or no, amen. And plus, trying to have that attitude and do the right thing, God's also, He's managing things and He's a part of this big plan and He can help you. So just keep that in mind here. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto our God. Look this, though. Look, say, look, say this with me. We set a what? A watch against them. Having a good attitude doesn't mean you ain't packing. <laughs> got it? Absolutely. I can't believe you have a gun. Well, I got a better attitude than you got. That's what he did. We set a watch day and night. Okay? Winning or whining, we're getting closer. Hang on. I looked up and I rose up. Chapter 4. I looked up, I rose up, and I said unto the nobles and unto the rulers and unto the rest of the people, Be not afraid. Don't be afraid of them. So here's a man surrounded with people with bad attitudes. And he had to be the leader, man. And he rose up. You don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. I love this scripture, by the way. Which is great. And I like this word. And terrible. It's a good word. That's who our God is. Our God will fight for us. He says, fight for your brethren. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for your wives. Fight for your houses. Buddy, he gave the speech of his life. It all started with him hearing bad news and being in sackcloth and ashes and feeling in such despair. But he decided to do something about it. You hear me? I'm talking to y'all today, but don't think I ain't talking to me. I'm talking to me and my attitude. He says, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and terrible and fight for your family. Now, look at this. In the one hand, work. In the other hand, a weapon. What's that about? 
Now, if you know the story of Nehemiah, you might know this, but many don't. So here they are. They're building this wall. Why? Because people are being killed, raped, taken, pillaged. They can't have a life. They can't, they, they, they're, they're totally surrounded by enemies. And Nehemiah knows that we've got to do something. We've got to make a difference. So they go. And they're working. And they're building this wall. They're not done totally. So they're still building. They which build it on the wall. And those that bear burdens, carrying heavy loads. Everyone with his own hand was working. Say that with me. And with the other hand, they did what? You'll probably want a pistol. Probably a sword. Maybe a club. Maybe some rocks. Maybe a rock. They're, they're trying to lay trial. They're trying to put some rocks up here with putting the cement mess down. And they're trying to put this back together. Over here they're having to... Did you know that's okay? That's okay. That's okay. Sometimes this attitude journey you're going to be on, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be hard. You're going to be working... And you have to be watching at the same time. And yet not everybody's situation is just great. I get it. But attitude can really change those, those circumstances. You hear me or not? And I'm really worried about you. That's why I'm preaching this. I'm not preaching this to change your husband, change your children. How about change you? And if nobody else changes but you, guess who changed? You and me. I call that a win everywhere I go, baby. Amen? But I found good attitude affects people. The Bible says we walk in the flesh, but we don't war after the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I love this scripture. I don't live up to it. Casting down imaginations. Wow. <laughs> and every, evil, every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity. Say that part with me. Every what? To the obedience of Christ. That's where I get in trouble. When I let these thoughts get in me. And I don't take them captive. Y'all hear me or not? You've got a horrible pastor, don't you? That's okay. Our God shall fight for us. In what place thereof you hear the sound of the trumpet, resort thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. And that's what Nehemiah told the people. But we're not done. Hang on. None of us put off our clothes. What is that about, Nehemiah? So neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off for washing. Do you see how dedicated they are? See the effort they made? What if you made that kind of effort in your attitude? <sighs> my gosh. It's not about your wardrobe. I've already saved you money. I told you that. A lot of people would be a whole lot better looking if they had a better attitude. Spend all this time. And you know what? You might have a killer smile if we could ever see it. I mean, there's something in you, man. I'm being tough today, ain't I? This kind of victorious attitude can radically change things, but you're going to face opposition from Satan and others. I'm not saying, oh, he said go have a good attitude. It's all going to be great. I never said that. I said have a good attitude because that's the right thing to do. But you're going to face opposition. And people are going to try to pull you down and tear you down and hurt you. But I care enough about me. I want to have a good attitude. And I want to do the right thing. 
The enemy wants you distracted. Now it came to pass when Sanballat, these are enemies, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arabian, the rest of our enemies, they heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left, though at the time I had not set the doors upon the gates, Nehemiah talking, that Sanballat and Geshem sent up to me saying, Come, come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Oh No. Read that last line. But they thought to do me. When you try to have a good attitude, there's going to be plenty of oh no's in your life. You're going to have them. Other people are going to do that. People are going to want to talk to you, try to get you off the path of you doing the right thing, having that good attitude. I'm going to tell you what, it's a path worth staying on. Okay? But he wants you distracted. Satan wants you to lose your focus. Okay? Here is his response to the distraction. Here's what he said. So I sent messengers unto the enemies. I said, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Why should I do it? Why should I, why should I quit working? Why should I leave it and come talk to you? Yet they sent unto me four times. They did this four times. And I answered in the same manner every time. No. Ain't happening. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Why should I stop and come down? I'm going to do what? Now, we're almost done with the message. We're getting close if you hang in here. I'm going to what? I'm going to what? I'm going to what? Attitude. I'm going to stay up. I'm going to stay up. I'm not superhuman. I struggle. You ain't either. But we have the Lord. Greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. I can do this. I can make it through whatever. Can you or can't you? Can, I, can we see some hands of some people that really had amazing pain in your life and you made it through it? Would you testify to us today? See? We can. You hear me? The enemy wants us discredited. Then since Sanballat his servant unto me in like manner, the fifth time with an open letter where it was written, it's reported among the heathen, and Gashmu says that you and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause you're building the wall, that you may be king, according to their words. And you've appointed prophets to preach of you. You're going to be a god, saying there's a king in Judah. Now it shall be reported to the king according to what you're doing. Come now, and you talk with us. Huh. An open letter, say it with me, contained what? And what? When you try to have a good attitude, do the right thing, the enemy's going to come against you. And don't be surprised if people don't say bad things about you. Let's do a hands again. How many have had somebody do that? And does it hurt? Oh, it hurts. I'm going to tell you something right now about Fellowship Church. If you're a gossip, if you just happen to walk in here, you've been here for a month or two months or three years, and you're a gossip, you're not welcome here. Did you hear it? If you're going to run your mouth and run people down and hurt people and run your mouth about people, you're a disgrace, and we don't like you. Did you hear me or not? It destroys churches. It kills attitude. It's horrible. Who likes it? No.
nobody. So I'm in Nehemiah's camp. You hear me or not? It, do we come to church to have church or to have somebody talk bad about us? Say, yes or no? Amen. Say. So if you've been doing that, I ain't saying you're doing that, but we got a big crowd. I don't, wouldn't surprise me. Listen, does that mean I don't love you? I love you, but I don't want to put up with that. Does that make sense, yes or no? How many pastors do I got to agree with me? I know several of you agree with me. Amen. Thank you, pastors. <laughs> Amen. Come on, man. Amen. We don't need this. People are trying. Satan wants to wreck your faith. Here was his response to them. Here was his response. Then I sent unto him, saying, There's no such things done that you say, but you feign them out of your own heart. For they all made us afraid. That's why people say things. That's why people hurt. That's how Satan uses people. Say things to make us afraid, saying their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it will be not done. Say that last part with me. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Do you see this man's attitude? He should get an Academy Award. Come on, man. What you say, right, it comes from your wicked mouth. God strengthen my hands. Amen? Praise the Lord. So I'm going to stay up. Say that next one with me. I'm going to what? I'll pray up. I'm going to keep my attitude. This ain't easy, by the way. If you thought you were going to hear a message, I got me a good attitude now. Are you kidding me? This is work. Last one. The enemy wants me what? He wants me disillusioned. He wants me discredited. He wants me dysfunctional. And isn't that what happens with a bad attitude? How many would raise a hand again? And, Pastor, it was, I, I mean, it really got me down in my gut. I just became where I couldn't even function hardly. Anybody want to raise a hand like that and say I had some issues in my life? It just, it just, it just hurt me, man. This is true stuff. Afterward, I came to the house of Shemai, the son of Deliah, the son of Methabeel, who was shut up. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God. You're not, here's the big finish right here. Within the temple. Let us shut the doors of the temple, for they will come to slay you. Yea, in the night, they're going to come and kill you. So what's this all about? This is about they hired some preacher guy, a prophet joker, the enemies did, to try to get Nehemiah because he wouldn't come down otherwise. They tried to scare him using a religious man and to get him to come into the church house for safety. Trust man instead of God. That's what they're trying to get him to do. Satan wants us to be paralyzed with what? <sighs> What'd you do, buddy? Well, I said, should such a man as I flee? That's what he said. And who is there that being as I am would go in the t into the temple to save his life? I ain't going in. God called me here to work, build these walls, and that's what I'm going to do. I love this. And lo, I perceive that God ain't sent him. God ain't sent him. But that he pronounces prophecy against me for Tobiah. Uh-oh, that's the enemy. And Sanballat had done what? They done hired to who? They done hired the preacher. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid and do so in sin, and that they might have matter of an evil report, that they might reproach me. My God, here's, you don't want to mess with Nehemiah. He'll pray against you. My God, 
think thou upon Tobiah and Sambal according to their works, and also on that prophetess Noadiah, whoever she is, and the rest of the prophets, that they would have put me in fear. Now we're done with the word. I will not run and hide. I will not be afraid. And I'm not going to give up. Talk about attitude today. So I'm going to stay up. I'm going to pray up. And I'm not going to what? And I'm done today, guys. Winning or whining? Tell Satan. Say it out loud with me. Tell Satan today. Say it out loud. I'm going to what? I'm going to have an up attitude. I'm going to do it. Yeah, but what if something happens? I'm going to work real hard to still stay there. Got it? Number two. Help me. I'm going to what? I can't do this by myself. I'm going to go to some serious praying. And that's how I'm going to keep my attitude. Because he wants to wreck my faith. And then finally, I'm not, I'm not going to what? I just ain't. We've been talking about winners or whiners. Which one do you think? That's a winner right there. Hope the word found good ground today because that's a powerful message. Let's thank, thank, let's thank him for the word. I'm wore out. That thing killed me. Amen. Come on. Wow. You missed one last important part. Oh, one last one. Well, did he get the wall built? Did he get the wall built? Not only did he get it built, guys, he got it built, the last five words, in 52 days. Something that had languished for like a hundred plus years. One man made a decision. I'm going to have a good attitude. And I'm going to go do something about it. And those walls were restored in 52 days. I want you to ask yourself a question. Where would you be in 52 days from now if you started today? If you started today. Today. And said, I'm going to have a good attitude. I'm going to be a winner. I'm going to guard my, ha- my heart. I'm going to guard my mouth. I'm going to work on it hard. Wonder if your life would be a whole lot different in 52 days. Yes or no? Wonder if your family might appreciate it. Wonder if your friends and people in the town might. Guys, this is a powerful message. Did you hear me or not? Oh, but you don't understand. Keep that bad attitude if you want to. I don't want nothing to do with it. Amen. Let's thank God for His Word. One more time. Let's go. Come on. Bang. Done. Boom. Out of here. Whoop. Do. It. Amen. Let's stand up together. We did good. I kept those those early folks longer. You did like three minutes better. (laughs) That ain't much, is it? (laughs) Let's pray together. Thank you for being here today. Amen. I promise not to have a message every week like this because it would kill me. All right? I lost like 15 pounds today, I think. Crazy, man. Here we go. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for being patient with us. Lord, you told us to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You didn't make yourself of any reputation. You took upon you the form of a servant. You were made in the likeness of men. You humbled yourself. You even became obedient unto death, the death of the cross. And God highly exalted you. You tell us that's the kind of mind we're supposed to have. That's the kind of mind we can have. Because you say in your word, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You tell us we're more than conquerors. You tell us we can do all things through you, Jesus, because you'll strengthen us. Lord, would you take this word today? 
and my crazy antics and personality and somehow would you help make sure the message wasn't missed would you burn this into our heart that there was a man faced with a big problem and he dealt with it and he kept that good attitude and it got done I want to be more like this I pray others do too in Jesus name with heads bowed just one last moment guys I'm going to tell you right now I think a lot of times we think we're going to get to heaven by whining I mean we're going to get there one day and stand at those pearly gates and tell Jesus you know I did this and you know I suffered here and I did this and I attended church and you're not getting in to heaven as a whiner you're going to get in as a winner what does that mean? Only those who put their faith in Jesus Christ, who believe He is the Son of God, the ones who confess with their mouth Jesus and believe in their heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, those are the only ones going to heaven. And, and you just need to know where you're at. It's not going to cut it. Bragging about it's not going to work. You must know the Lord today. Can I lead you in a prayer where you'll come clean today with Him? You're here today. You're here today. Quit trusting in you. Quit trusting in church. Quit trusting in some preacher. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've done plenty wrong. And I ask you to forgive me. And Jesus, I want you to know. Talk to him. I want you to know that I don't understand it all. That's for sure. But I understand enough. And today I put my faith in you, Jesus. I put my faith in you that you died on the cross and you rose from the dead. And I put my faith that you are the only way to heaven. You're it. You're it. And Lord, I want you to know I I believe in you. And not only do I believe in you, I appreciate you. And I'm thankful for you for coming and dying on that cross and saving me from a devil's hell. Save me, Lord, today. Come into my life. Live through me. Live through me. In Jesus' name. With heads bowed one last moment, how many would say, Pastor Gary, I said that prayer with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to pull you down front or something. But how many would say, I said that prayer with you. I put my faith in Christ today. I flat out did. I'm going to heaven. I nailed that. Can I see your hand up and down throughout the, throughout the crowd today? Well, quite a few. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you for doing that and having the good spirit and sense to do it. Lord, Bless us as we go home. Lord, help us that need a little extra.